I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to another episode of Postscript Shorts, where we interview students from the Living Faith Bible Institute and uh, give you an opportunity, the listener, to hear from our students and, and what God's doing in their life, their ministry, uh, all the ways in which uh, they're living out the Great Commission. I think this has been very encouraging to a lot of people, especially our students in the school, uh, to hear from their peers and, and from their classmates uh, just about all the wonderful and really diverse things that God is doing in different churches and in and, and other people's lives. And so today I have the privilege and honor of introducing you to a good friend of mine, uh, Austin Dutton, out of Pleasant Grove Baptist Church in Moulton, Alabama. And uh, he's got a wonderful testimony uh, of how God has used him, and I can't wait for you to hear from him. And so with that, I want to introduce you, Austin Dutton. Welcome to the show, man. Man, it's a pleasure to be here, Brandon. And uh, man, I'm super thankful for you, bro. Uh, super exciting to be here, man, and uh, uh, ready to dive off in, talk about LFBI, a little bit about my testimony. So yeah, love you, brother. Yeah, I love you too, man. This is good. Uh, and I, I think, you know, you're you're at uh, an age and a stage in ministry that I think a lot of our, our students are kind of right there with you. And so I, I think it, it's going to be encouraging for them to hear about what God's doing. And so let's just start by talking about what do you do ministry-wise? Tell us about your life, your career, and um, your your family, your wife, and all the things that God's got you guys doing down in Moulton. Like I said, those of y'all who don't know me, I'm uh, Austin Dutton. Uh, I live in a small town of about 3,500 people uh, in North Alabama. I'm a, a college and student pastor. I've been on staff for about two years now. Uh, also the college and career leader, uh, which is kind of where I guess I uh, cut my teeth uh, doing ministry for almost the last decade and uh, also lead an evangelism group called Witnessing Warriors. Uh, we were just talking about that a little bit before we hopped on live. And so maybe some of y'all just heard uh, Pastor Randy Copeland on uh, Postscript. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's my dad. That's the father in the faith. Uh, and so I, I'm right there, uh, you know, working uh, right alongside of him. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, also taking LFBI full time, taking, I think, four classes this semester. So excited to uh, jump in that. But I'm also a nurse. Uh, when you asked me about my career, I graduated uh, with my bachelor's in nursing uh, from University of Alabama in Huntsville in 2014. Uh, worked on the floor for about two years at a local hospital. And then uh, about six years, uh, I worked in CVOR in the uh, operating room doing open heart surgery. So aortic valves, coronary artery bypass graft. So I went from working on physical hearts to uh, spiritual hearts. And so a pretty cool transition to that. I use a lot of illustrations on, on talking about that. But as far as my family, my uh, better half is Ari. Um, man, she's awesome. Uh, man, she mm -hmm. has such a strong testimony. She's definitely my rock. Uh, we've been married a little over seven years. Uh, no children. You know, still praying on God's time and on that. So we don't have no children, but we do have two Siberian Huskies that, that we love very much. And but we both grew up in a Christian home and extremely thankful uh, for Ari. And, and uh, Ari actually grew up at uh, Pleasant Grove. Uh, I'm kind of an implant, and I'll probably talk about that mm -hmm. in a little bit, but just trying to do as much as I can for the kingdom as uh, God allows me. So, And now you just you know uh, came on staff. What, has it been two years yet? Yeah, a little it, over two years. December 17th okay. would have been two years. So now you're you're there daily with, with Randy. Right. Um, you know, living out the mission. And uh was that transition really difficult? Was that a hard jump to make? I mean, you were already doing the work. It seemed maybe like it was pretty natural, but you've you've had to to move. You're not driving 
you're, is that right? Are you, are you living in Moulton now or are you guys still yeah, so, making that long drive? So, uh, whenever I came on staff, we were, uh, living about an hour away. So for six years, yeah. uh, me and Ari, when we got married, uh, she works, uh, at NASA on the arsenal, which is in Huntsville, uh, where Jay Shug is located. Uh, we, we drive mm-hmm. through Decatur past Decatur Baptist and, and Joe McKegg with the Lord, man, we prayed and God, would you, where do you want us to go to church? And, uh, for six years, we drove back home an hour to stay under Randy and, and, uh, that was our local church. We never felt peace about moving. And obviously God had amazing plans, uh, that we had no idea, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, we've actually moved back now. And so we live right here in Moulton. Yeah, that's good. That's such a good testimony in and of itself, just being willing to make the drive to the church that you know God's got you in. That's a big deal. Not many people are willing to do that. So let's get into your testimony. Um, how is it you came to Christ and, and what was it like uh, for you to grow up and, and get exposed to the gospel? I grew up in a uh, small independent Baptist church. Uh, it's called Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church. I went there till I was about 15. The church was just a part of my life, and I'm so thankful for that with my parents and that being a part of my testimony. I made a profession of faith uh, when I was eight. Uh, we actually had a revival and uh, an evangelist came into our church and uh, man, he was preaching and preaching on hell. And, and a couple of my buddies, actually my twin brother, he walked, walked the aisle and, and uh, you know, wanted to give his life for Christ. And then the other two guys, that was pretty much our youth group. The other two guys are, you know, children's church. It was about four of us. And so he, they both said, man, they wanted to get saved. And, and I kind of saw the the outward accommodation and, and you know, the justification of, of them, man, giving their life to Christ. And everybody was so excited. And, you know, so I just ran up there and kind of did the ABC one, two, three, you know, like save me. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew I knew what hell was. Hell, you know, I felt like hell was real to me. The, I grew up in a Christian school. You know, I, I knew Jesus. I knew the Bible stories. Uh, but at that time, there was there was no heart change at all. Um from there, again, I like I said, I grew up in a Christian school. I never really just dove off into anything crazy up to sin. But uh, whenever I was a junior, I moved to the public school because I wanted to play baseball. And I wanted to play for the school team, and a lot of my buddies played. And uh, I actually was going to my grandparents' church at this time, which was also a, you know, a, a small country church, not much different than the, the one I went with my parents. But uh, I just remember, uh, man, we had, we had like a – summer I don't, I don't think it was revival but maybe like a conference and uh mm-hmm. my rule was for my or my my dad's rule if, if anyone was going to spend the night if man if it was a church night hey you're gonna you can spend the night and you man but you're gonna come to church with us and so man we'd have the whole mm-hmm. ball team we would have like xboxes come over and like system link each other on like halo and whatnot and i mean there would be like 15 20 people over at our house during the summers and man if we had church well everybody was coming to church and, and so i remember this exact yeah. night man it was uh I could almost tell you my friends in order of where they were sitting and that whole service. I could barely tell you what the pastor preached on because that whole time I was bowing my head and I was praying, Lord, please save my friend, man. Please, please save this guy, save this guy, man. And and about the end of that service, uh, the Lord just got all over me and, uh, man, he convicted me that I was lost. Uh, he convicted me that I was, uh, blinded by religion, that I had no true relationship Hmm. with Jesus Christ, that, I never applied the blood to my life. Uh, there was no, there was no heart change. There was no transformation. There was no seeking Him and His Word, trying to grow daily. And man, God just got all over me. And 
And I knew that was the Holy Spirit. I wasn't getting convicted of my sin. I was getting convicted that, man, I didn't have the Holy Spirit living inside of me and I needed to give my life to Christ. And so, uh, man, that, that night I walked the aisle and, uh, man, just gave my life to Christ. And, and yeah, so th- I got saved in the 11th grade uh, with about, I had to walk the aisle. My grandparents was there. My parents was there. I had to swallow a lot of pride and uh, my whole ball team was there, but man, they rejoiced with me. And so, yeah, that's kind of my testimony of salvation. Man, that's cool. That's cool. So from that moment on, you know, where was the sanctifying taking place? Like how did, how did you end up in a place where you're getting invested? In? I mean, you went away to college and, and did some other stuff. Throughout my entire college uh, life, man, I, I, I went to church, but I definitely didn't seek him and I didn't uh, give him glory how I should. So really a prodigal son testimony, but thankfully just like the prodigal son, uh, man, God was, was waiting on me to come home with open arms. Airy, uh, would always watch me. I mean, I would go to church and I knew I was in sin. Uh, then I would come to church and I would just run to the altar and, and I would be crying. And, and I I do it about once a month and I would pray not, not to receive Christ, but God, I'm so sorry, man, please, please forgive me of mm. all this stuff. I know better. A, lot of, a lot of guilt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, but I never would truly repent of it. And, uh, thankfully he just kept pursuing me and, uh, you know, kept showing me his love and kept reminding me, you know, through his word that, that I was reading, man, that, uh, man, I didn't ask. So I guess I would say I was, I was a believer, but I wasn't yet a disciple of Christ. Mm. So how'd that change? I mean, at what, at what point and, and what people were involved in seeing that change in your life? Yeah. So man, like I said, really airy. Um, and I can remember the day, uh, she was going to work or going to school, one of one of the two, and she called me and she was like, hey, I just want you to know uh, I pulled over to the, the side of the road and Crowder, come as you are, was on the radio. And uh, she was actually keeping uh, in touch. Like I said, we were going to Pleasant Grove. She was keeping in touch with Randy and she was actually asking him a lot of questions on some of his Wednesday night sermons. And and mm. uh, she knew at this time, uh, you know, now that we've been able to talk about it, she knew that she was lost for about two years. And uh, mm. refused to uh, accept Christ. She was just okay with it. And uh, I just thought she was kind of like me. You know, she was saved, but, you know, hey, man, we'll do that God thing later. Like, man, you know, I'm saved. Yeah. I've got some fire insurance, but, you know, I'm not going to surrender my life. And we had so many people praying for us. Uh, but, man, she just pulled over on the side of the road. And like I said, she, man, she accepted Christ. And then she calls me and is like, hey, uh, just letting you know some things are going to change. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK, of course. And, you know, and then things started to change. And so I started changing because, man, she was serious about changing. And if, and if I was going to continue to date and we were going to get married, then, hey, some things in our relationship, how we talked to each other, how we treated each other, um, just our lives as a whole was going to change. And so I slowly started changing uh, for her. Uh, but, man, through a process of uh, Randy continuing to pour into me and Ari through a young's marriage class and my wife's testimony, God just continually to, to never give up on my stubbornness. And I got discipled and right whenever I was getting married and having to go through all of that, uh, thankfully one of our deacons at our church discipled me and man, it, it, it changed my life. It wouldn't be, I guess I would say it w- wouldn't be like a discipleship relationship. Like I guess me and you would call today. Uh, it was still pretty new uh, as far as biblical discipleship that we were having, but he was there for me. And we were, we were trying our best to, to get there. Uh, he was there for me in my life through the marriage. Um, it was more of a practical relationship. 
Uh, but I'm thankful for him, man. He he poured his life into me uh, the best that he knew how. And man, I, I don't think I would be here today without him. I don't think I'll be married today without him. And so, man, he just met me right where I was at, which was a hard-headed uh, young man running from God. And uh, it changed my life. Discipleship. It's a big, big deal. I mean, I, there's so many people who have that same testimony of of just having no direction whatsoever uh, until someone sits down with them and spends time with them and 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 teaches them, you know, what it looks like to to act like a Christian, behave like a Christian, think like one. And so, man, that's cool. I'm so I'm so glad that person made that investment in you. So, yeah. I mean, you got married, and uh, and you got that nursing job, and it was doing you good and you're getting paid good and doing what you thought you were supposed to be doing. How was it that you got a burden on your heart for, for the pastorate and, and uh, being a, you know, full-time in ministry. That's a big jump. So how'd that transpire? Randy continued to invest in me, I, you know, submitted to discipleship and he slowly started giving me pieces of the pie during that six, seven years of, of us kind of transitioning, you know, after college, and once I got discipled, uh, we actually went through a couple of student pastors uh, here at Pleasant Grove. And every time Randy would come to me and say, hey, man, uh, I need you. You know, you're, you're being faithful. Uh, you know, you're, you're growing in the Lord. And, and Randy was always very careful of how much he would give me, but he would just give me enough to be able to fail. Uh, if I did fail, then he could use it as teaching moments. And so I uh, mm-hmm. started off and that eventually led up to, you know, teaching the youth at five o'clock on uh, Sunday nights, doing almost a, like a weekly thing with the students. Uh, and then we got a, another student guy um, who was before me. And uh, when he stepped down, Randy came to me personally and said, Hey man, uh, I need you to continue to, to hold the rope here. And, and uh, I'm saying, man, I'll do whatever you need me to do. You know, if, if I say, if I say no, then what's plan B? He's like, well, your plan B, you know, if, if, if you say no, well, then what's plan C? Well, you're also plan C. So this was really a, hey, man, I got to have you. And so I'm thankful for yeah. that, man. And and so that was really kind of a a, a big deal. I was actually uh, leading up to that point for almost three years college and career to where God was just uh, growing the church and, and growing young adults. Randy pouring into me, I knew kind of that I needed to be pouring into some of these leaders in our college ministry. And actually today, uh, like now as we sit, uh, the people who was in that ministry now is actually, I was able to hand that off. Uh, our college and career guy was Daniel. He was able to meet him at uh, Mission Focus, mm-hmm. man. He's, he's faithful. Yeah. Nathaniel, you know, Nathaniel has a call on a God on his life, faithful brother. And then also uh, my senior high uh, Sunday school teachers, also my junior high girls. And so all of, all of those people, you know, is now my leadership and, and man, I'm so thankful for them. And so just kind of uh, an overflow of, of life, uh, being poured into someone else. And so with that being said, then uh, to get to the ministry part, to actually answer the question you asked, um, it wasn't until I believe it was 2019, man, where Randy said, hey, man, I know some guys up in Kansas City. Uh, do you want to go to uh, Mission Focus? And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm I'm in. You know, let's drive 10 and a half hours and get the flu. Uh, that, <laughs> that's cool. And, uh, and so we did. Hey, there's, no, man, there's no better place to get there's no better place to get the flu or COVID than right here at Mission Focus. Yeah, but it's always way worth it, bro. You know, it's just the fellowship's just too sweet. So it's definitely worth yeah. anything. And so anyway, we we came up and, man, I just remember uh, Brian Clark was actually preaching uh, that conference, Joe McKegg. 
and neither of them sermon actually they had bits and pieces of acts nine in it uh but neither of them really preached mm. through acts nine and and man uh man god just said on my heart really just laid on my heart that man uh when you look at saul man he said arise and go you know and then just a couple verses later in Acts 9, you look at Ananias and, you know, he was a certain disciple. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't a deacon, man. He was a certain disciple just answering uh, God's call of what he would have him to do. And he says, man, arise and go. And uh, man, God just just struck me right where I was at. And it wasn't until, you know, that last night of mission focus, man, I just walked the aisle. Uh, you know how we always like to sing at the end. And man, I just went up to Chris Best mm-hmm. and I, I didn't even know who he was at the time. But I said, man, I'm I'm willing to do whatever, wherever, whenever. You know, I, I want to answer God's call uh, on my life. And of course, uh, then we had to lay out that process. Randy, of course, was super excited about that. So that was in 2019. And, uh, and so, man, God just has been able to continue to use a, uh, a hard-headed guy like me to just love on these students, to, to love on our body. And uh, man, it's been awesome. It's not been easy. And so uh, also uh, when I came on full-time, uh, it's uh, two years ago. We lived in Huntsville. Like I said, we lived an hour away. And so uh, me and Ari, we prayed about it and we made the decision that, man, w- what if these students call me and said, hey, man, I got to have something. I need you. And hey, man, that's good. But I'm an hour away. You know, I hope everything works out. Uh, but man, I'll see you at church on Sunday. And we just didn't think that, that that's what they needed. And so, uh, yeah, we sold our house. Uh, I've stepped away from nursing. I'm still keeping my license up to date. Uh, and so if God would ever, you know, call me uh, to where I needed to do that as well, I'd be more than willing to whatever that looks like. Yeah, man. So, so much has changed even from when I first met you. I mean, because I think that at that 2019 conference, we shook hands and we met there and we've really stayed in touch quite a bit since then, man. And, and it's, it's been wonderful to get to know you. I know that Randy, uh, whenever I talk to him, he just, he, he loves you and, and he cares for you greatly. And, 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 uh, he's thankful to have you on the team there, um, doing ministry with him. So it's cool, man. It's cool to see how much God's done and, and done in your wife's life as well. I mean, just, we could, there's so much we could talk about with, with her Bible study and her investment in women in, in your community and, and how she's using, uh, how God is using her in the lives of a lot of those young women. You can see it at this last mission focus conference. You could see, just how tightly knit she is to the women in that ministry. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot to talk about, but um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about your training and, and about what LFBI has been like since you started attending and, and getting involved in classes. Tell us a little bit about LFBI and how, how that's been a, a great supplement to what Randy's teaching you and investing in you down in Moulton. LFBI is, is definitely, uh, it's been awesome, man. It's, I love how, um, it's training pastors and it's training leaders to be able to uh, lead right under the steeple of their local church. I definitely think it's biblical and I'll get to train and learn from pastors, uh, man. And, and what amazing pastors that we have to take time uh, to be able to teach the LFBI classes. I do wish that I would have started, man, at, when we shook our hands, because that's what I believe when you started introducing me to it. Um, mm. So. Uh, yeah, I'm still taking them, and I just finished up three classes. I'm actually taking your biblical worldview class uh, mm. this semester, uh, Methods of Evangelism, which is going to be awesome. It's crazy how God works everything out. Our spiritual growth crusade is actually on evangelism, about being mission active, and so I'm taking Brian Clark's Methods of Evangelism class. But yeah, it's man, it's such a uh, 
even more than the the hands-on training it's such a resource uh man the survey classes and man just that the the quality of the teaching that you get is just an amazing resource uh, that i know that i'll always have in my toolbox as a pastor to be able to pour into my flock uh for years and so yeah i would highly encourage anyone who's you know considering a calling of god on their life for the pastorate man that lfbi is is phenomenal Praise God. I mean, that's exact. That's exactly the way we want it to work. Is is to just be a compliment to the ministry training uh, that you're getting in your church, and and uh, it's been cool to watch that. Now, one of the things you said early on in the interview that I thought was probably for a lot of people shocking, especially to some of our students, is that you're you're actually found a way to take four classes, uh, per, you know, per semester. That you're taking a pretty full load of classes. Um, Man, how do you manage all that? What does that look like? I mean, in terms of your prioritizing of your life and your schedule, how do you fit all that in? It's just about organization. I I definitely think that being able to go through such a uh, strenuous school as nursing school that uh, you you just kind of got to count the cost and and got to you really got to learn how to study. Uh, The only Mm -hmm. thing different, man, it's and. I have to tell myself this all the time is in nursing school, like, man, when I went to nursing school, you, you're learning about pediatrics, you're learning about uh, OB, you're learning about the emergency room and everything. But yet, you know, then you, you kind of find your niche and you, you get plugged into a certain thing. Well, man, in, in LFBI and when, when you're studying the word and, and man, there's nothing that I can kind of drop off. And so, man, I, I, I take it uh, very seriously uh, with my study. But just to make time, uh, Randy's just excellent man, about allowing me, you know, to continue to personally grow and invest in me. Man, what a resource it is to be able to have, um, I think, nine people right now who on Sunday nights come. And right now they're in realities of biblical discipleship right here at our local church, being able to take LFBI and apply it to their ministries as as deacons, as Sunday school leaders, uh, as our woven uh, widows ministry leader, as our college and career ministry leader, and be able to listen to to LFBI and be able to, to practically put it into their uh, ministries. And so hmm. definitely, uh, man, it's, it's all about uh, time management and I'm definitely, AD, yeah. I'm a little ADD. I'm not the best at it. Uh, my wife definitely helps me uh, keep on schedule. Uh, but yeah, so we, uh, it's, it's all about time management. And I would just say to those, the people, you know, man, Hey, should I take more classes, man? Don't, don't overload yourself. And that was one thing for, uh, for me is I never want to add on too much stuff to where I'm kind of average at it all. Or, I, you know, attempted to put the play speed higher, man. I really want to listen and try to soak it in and be a sponge of, of really what I'm learning. Yeah, that's good. Um, man, what, what's been your favorite class since you've been involved in the school? Um, I would have to say church history, um, mm. has been my favorite class. That was actually, uh, one of the first books that, uh, that kind of, I guess the fellowship really introduced to me that and the keys of Bible study. And so, man, I loved to be able to uh, go to church history and, and with the manuscript evidence, I feel like church history kind of, you get all of it. You kind of get a little bit of each of the classes, you know, because it does such a good job of just breaking it down and going through, uh, you know, the, the church age and you're getting some of the mm-hmm. King James stuff. You're getting, you know, people counting the cost. You're, you're getting, uh, just so much, uh, the manuscript evidence stuff. And, and so, man, I, I love that mm-hmm. class and, and I love that book. So I would have to say church history. Thinking about your ministry and what God's 
got you doing now with with the evangelism ministry, the outreach stuff, uh, investing in young people. Um, man, what what are you hoping that that God's going to do in your life in the coming years? Like, if if people were to pray for you, what would they be praying about? Man, I would just say pray for faithfulness and uh, man, pray that in our flock right here, uh, man, that I'm pouring into that we have church planners and disciple makers and missionaries and pastors and pastor's wives and ministry leaders, man, that that's my heart. Um, and it's awesome to be able to come and, and see kind of the leadership development up there uh, at MBT. And, uh, man, I, I firmly believe that, that God has people right here who, um, want to answer the call and that we have to be prepared. So I, my prayer would be that, man, just pray for our staff that, and when people are willing, when people do say yes, that we take the time, that we take the investment, that we take it seriously, and that we give them the stepping stones to be able to be successful in the ministry wherever God would have them. Man, that's good. Well, Austin, I'm so glad that you hung out with me today. Um, thank you for being patient with us. We've been we've rescheduled this like two or three times, but I, I really did want want our listeners to hear uh, how God is both using you in ministry. Uh, but also uh, growing you up in his word and, and strengthening you through through the study of his word. So, man, I really appreciate you. You're you're a dear brother to me. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, Austin's one of those guys, just, you know, a side note. There's there's not a whole lot of guys like this, but Austin is one of those guys that that will reach out to me occasionally and say, hey, praying for you, love you. You know, what can I be praying for you about, you know? And that's that's wonderful. And so, you know, it's not hard to to love a guy like that who who cares about what's going on in ministry and and I feel the same way for him and and so uh, those are the types of bonds that are built in LFBI over the years and and so anyway Austin thank you thank you for hanging out with me and and sharing your story with everybody today yeah man and uh, always thankful I know you're praying for me as well uh, one last little side note I know we we got to go but you would be excited to hear that we did have our uh, first salvation at our uh, Bible study that. Our, that we planted on that college campus I was telling you about. So I know you'd want to man. rejoice with me in that. Praise God, man. Austin, tell, tell the, Hey, tell the guys involved with that Bible study that, um, that I'm excited to hear that news and that I'm praying for them. For sure, bro. Uh, again, thank you for hanging out with us and, uh, we love you. We appreciate you and, and can't wait for the next semester. I'll be keeping you accountable. Awesome, man. And we want to thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Postscript Shorts, um, where we interview students just like Austin, who are doing the work of the Lord, doing ministry work, and uh, and at the same time, getting their studies taken care of, where they're learning God's Word so that, that they're prepared really for anything. For any question, uh, they can know how to point to God's Word and, and confidently say, hey, thus saith the Lord. And so we love you, and we're thankful for your time with us today. Uh, God bless you, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to The Postscript. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating and review in order to help other people find our podcast. If you value this show, please help us continue creating content by supporting Living Faith Bible Institute at lfbi.org support.